This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 93. Can I put a lump sum into a policy? Part 2. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious. Be stable. Be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us here for our latest and greatest episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. I'm your host here today, Holly Bach, and with me is Mark Willis. How's it going? Yeah, going well, going well. All right. So everyone, you know that we are kind of in the middle of a you know, little two-part mini-series here. So thank you for joining us for the second part. So if you happen to miss part one, <laughs> go back and listen to that because it might make today just a little bit more confusing than it maybe otherwise it would be. So you kind of found us in the middle of this uh, mini-series on how to use the bank on yourself concept when you have lump sums of cash and are trying to put it to the best use. Uh, we're we're going to be exploring six different life circumstances when this might be helpful. So different circumstances where you might have kind of lump sums of cash. What, what were we calling it uh, last yeah, episode? Giant piles giant of cash. Piles of cash. Um, you know, when you might have that just lying around, what you might be intending to use it for and what you can, um, how you can still utilize the bank on yourself concept if that happens to be your situation. And obviously, of course, it still help you use it for that particular circumstance and what you had it earmarked for perhaps. Um, of course, we know that there could be many more circumstances than just the six that we're sharing with you guys um, during you know last last episode and today's episode. Um, but hopefully, this at least gets you thinking about um, the many applications that are out there for uh, lump sums and giant piles of cash. So um, we've already described three of these circumstances in the previous episode, 92. So go back again, listen to that if you have an interest in kind of learning about those strategies. Um, just by way of a quick recap. Uh, we looked at how you can use lump sums of cash to help buy back your debt. Uh, second, we talked about just you know kind of having a better place in general uh, to store your safe money, uh, to store it, to have it just kind of live and grow. Maybe a better place for that than you know your mattress or just kind of wallowing in a savings account. And then finally, we discussed how to set aside funds to provide an instant legacy to your family um, to help you know cover the biggest and, and last expense of your life. Um, also, which could be you know long-term care uh, for for many of us and. Um, also hopefully to avoid, you know, help avoid you being a burden on your your children or any relatives. Um, We also mentioned in the last episode that there are two basic ways that you can put a lump sum into a policy. So we kind of left you with this giant teaser last episode where we were like, oh yeah, there's two ways to put lump sums into a policy. And we were like, oh yeah, but there's a third, but we're not going to tell you about it today. Well, today we are. Today's that day. Today's that day. This is the episode we're going to go into that this third design that's unique and actually only available to a client. So only available to the con- to consumers and to the public um, if you actually happen to be working with a bank on yourself authorized advisor. So, um, you know, before that distinction has just kind of been a, a, a knowledge base, right? So, you know, working with a bank on yourself advisor just means you're working with someone that you know has gone through rigorous training and um, kind of gone through all the, uh, kind of jumped through all the hoops almost even too to, to earn 
earn that designation and prove themselves as being, you know, knowledgeable in this concept. But now working with kind of an advisor with that de- designation doesn't just mean they have the knowledge base, but it also means that they have um, access to exclusive products with um, some of these insurance companies. And so that's that's kind of um, a, a newer revelation. I mean, not like new in the last week or anything, but in the last couple of years that's been happening. So um, Mark, why don't you share with us a little bit about that exclusive product? Mm, yeah, there is a proprietary type of whole life insurance that's only available to bank on yourself authorized advisors to recommend to certain clients that are, you know, in the right spot for this particular strategy. So literally only 200 financial professionals in the whole United States uh, are even able to access this super exclusive elite financial vehicle. So when you work with us, you know, we are bank on yourself authorized advisors here at Lake Growth Financial Services. Uh, you do have access to that strategy, that financial vehicle. So while any of our clients can use this whole, ton- whole life vehicle for super tons of awesome purposes, this particular type of whole life was designed specifically with parents of college-bound kids in mind. So again, only bank on yourself authorized advisors can offer a single premium policy that offers the flexibility to add more cash, additional cash in the future if you choose. In other words, it leaves that option open to continue to add more money to your policy even though it was initially considered a single premium policy. So it's sort of a paradox to imagine this, but you know, again, in previous episodes, we talked about single premium policies, meaning it's a one-time only policy, right? You put money in, it just grows. Well, now we're talking about sort of a hybrid where you can dump in a single premium, one contribution, uh, and then later on decide that it doesn't have to stay single premium. You could add more later if you choose. So let's say that you have $100,000 from an inheritance, let's say from Dear Aunt Sally. And let's say that you put that money into one of these specially designed bank on yourself type policies, uh, but you don't have the ability to continue to add $100,000 a year. Okay, so the ordinary kind of bank on yourself design would require some sort of major contribution in future years. Let's say that you do feel like, however, you could contribute, say, a modest 500 bucks a month out of your budget to add to it in the future. Well, every other whole life policy in the nation, in the whole industry, believe me, we've looked, would require you to throw in 100 grand a year or at least around 50 or $60,000 a year. Uh, and just to keep the policy going, which might be a huge crunch on your budget. You know, all you wanted to do is save Aunt Sally's inheritance, and now you're being asked to throw in 50 grand a year, right? Um, Maybe you wanted to add something, but you certainly couldn't add that much, right? So let's assume you can do 500 bucks a month and want a safe place to park that money. Well, the single premium whole life policy would force you to do a $100,000 lump sum, and you'd never have the ability to add more to it, even if you desperately wanted to save more for your future. So this specific and exclusive brand of uh, whole life insurance from one of our preferred insurance companies lets you throw in $100,000 in this example and then throw in your 500 bucks a month or more or less, as little as 10 bucks a month in the future uh, or as much as you'd like, 100 grand a year if you found more Aunt Sally's (laughs) to get inheritances (laughs) from. (laughs) So this is incredible flexibility for whole life insurance. It protects the money, it grows it safely and predictably, it gives it some tax advantages, and it delivers the bank on yourself promise of letting that money keep growing even when you access it through the loan feature. So again, this product is super duper proprietary. That relationship between bank on yourself authorized advisors with special insurance companies that we work with 
just goes to show this is the fruit of the trust between the, the, the quality standard of Bank on Yourself Advisors with the insurance companies that we work with. So reach out to us if you want to learn more about this third concept to see if it's a good fit for your portfolio. We will show an example of how this strategy can be used in the context of using it for college later on in this episode. Yeah, and actually just by way of just kind of a sneak peek for you, our listeners, into um, you know what things have even looked like in the past, because again, this is a newer product, only came out in the last year or two. Um, what we would have to do in this scenario is split up those two policies, or you know, kind of split it up into two different policies. So we would end up putting together a policy that would, for the lump sum, you know, for the 100000 and then we would do a second um, separate policy for the $500 a month. So, you know, it would it would still help people be able to, you know, save what they were hoping to save, but we weren't able to keep it all in one vehicle. But keeping it in one vehicle, as you can imagine, it's, you know, life insurance is keeping costs down. It's keeping it, um, you know, kind of also just simpler, just having one versus two and what's going on with this one, what's going on with that one. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a great solution uh, that we've been super, super happy to be able to deal with in the last... Um, last year or so and, and um, been implementing it for our clients and it's awesome. So um, just kind of wanted to give you guys a sneak peek into what we were forced to have to do before and, and now what we're able to do because of this new product. Things so are always changing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always growing and developing and always being uh, abreast of the latest developments, Holly. It's, it's just huge. So Well, yeah. and really the development of it, and this is probably more than our listeners as they care to know, but um, I mean, the development of it was the insurance companies asked us, what do you want? And we told them, mm-hmm. we're like, this is this is what we're being limited by. We'd love a vehicle that can allow us to do these things, you know, put these lump sums in and, and continue funding. And they were like, okay, we'll work on it. And it took them a while, but mm-hmm. I mean, we eventually got what we were asking for. Yeah. So really cool to have those relationships and, um, and be able to meet those needs for our clients. The better to serve our clients with. So um, tell us about the three different, uh, so we've talked about three so far. What are the fourth, fifth, and sixth situations where maybe using a lump sum and a bank on your self-policy would make a lot of sense. Yes. So um, we already discussed situations one through three in our last episode. So we're going to cover four, five, and six here today. Um, Situation number four is just to use a lump sum as some sort of capital fund for expenses or an investment um, in your business or real estate. So it's kind of if you're, you know, a business owner or you're a, you know, real estate mogul and you, you're kind of focused on capital funding um, for either of those ventures, then and, you know, that, that's a situation we're going to discuss here today. Um, situation number five is just, a, you know, a holding place for future lump sums. So you want to have somewhere where you can um, kind of have it set aside where, hey, I don't have the lump sum today, but I foresee some coming. Um, and so you want to be able to have somewhere to be able to throw throw those when they come. Uh, situation number six is to fund a college education without sacrificing your own retirement savings. Um, so again, another situation where you might have kind of a you know lump sum set aside right now, maybe you know in a in a five twenty nine plan, maybe just in you know a generic brokerage account or savings account for college, and you want to figure out how you might be able to you know kind of take that lump sum and apply it to uh, college for your child before before they get there. Awesome. So Holly, let's jump into it. Situation number four, you brought it up, was a cap capital fund for expenses or investments like real estate or your business. Tell us about that. Yep. So many of our business owner clients, when they first learn about Bank on Yourself, they're they're just like floored by this concept and that they could have this, you know, ready pool of contingency capital, as we like to call it, um, for any business opportunity that they may want to invest in. So just kind of knowing they can have, you know, money sitting there, capital for their inventory, capital for their equipment, 
hiring, you know, hiring key employees, whatever their business might need, just knowing that that could uh, be sitting there for them. Real estate investors especially have found that this, you know, whole life insurance policy uh, concept is really compelling since it gives them the power of being a cash buyer in the real estate world when they find the property that they really want to invest in, which anyone in real estate knows the power of being a cash buyer versus a financed buyer. Mm. Um, The trouble comes in that business owners oftentimes don't have the regular consistent cash flow to fund the whole life premiums that often come with you know, our more traditional whole life insurance policies. Um, even our traditional bank on yourself policies, they do have flexible premiums, but they do still require some kind of regular contribution uh, that, again, could put a strain on those businesses that have irregular cash flow. Um, to fix this, we've discovered a unique design element to bank on yourself type whole life, whole life policies called um, what we call the combo rider. So this combo rider is an option we can add to some insurance contracts that helps accommodate those clients whose cash flows are too varied or irregular for kind of our traditional standalone paid up additions rider and level term rider combinations. And, and uh, just to go back on this just for a minute, um, yeah, if you want to hear more about how we design traditional whole life policies, go back to episode six, Bank on Yourself Engineering, where we kind of talk about how we get into the, the, the numbers and build out the very best traditional bank on yourself policies. But you're describing something new, Holly, uh, where we have this properly funded whole life policy that uses the combo rider and that can be an effective, like, I don't know, it's sort of like smashing together the term writer and the paid up additions writer. You know, it's like uh, if you're building this bank on yourself type policy, if you use a combo writer, it's going to build cash value and it'll add to the liquid cash reserve in the policy while keeping the expenses crazy low and it's going to increase the policy's available borrowable amount. So it's like having a combination of term writer and paid up additions writer. Again, go back to episode six to hear more about what we're talking about here, if you don't know what any of this means. (laughs) Um, But it gives you the flexibility to throw in a huge lump sum any random year you choose. Uh, Whereas old-fashioned, even bank-on-yourself policies had a kind of a steady, predictable monthly amount or annual amount you'd have to put in. This absolutely makes things, you know, just multitudes more flexible in terms of how you fund it. While keeping it non-MEC and keeping some of the tax advantages of being a non-MEC policy uh, and uh, to kind of have tax-free access to the cash value, again, under current law, whenever you need the money out, right? So tell us, um, I think a helpful analogy here, Holly, uh, is talking through a house. So tell us a little bit about um, how this combo writer might work in relationship to like something we might all understand, like a house. Yeah, so I guess we've now just thrown uh, two <laughs> really kind of more more complex, complicated ideas at you guys as far as um, different types of policies that are available, different structures, different ways you can do things. So I, I meant to actually give a little bit of a warning at the beginning of this episode that this was going to be a little more technical, thick in the weeds, you yeah. know, maybe not the first episode you should listen to of mm-hmm. our whole podcast. Um, so sorry for not, not giving you guys that uh, proper warning warning at the beginning, but now you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but anyways, also, you know, maybe hopefully this house analogy will help break it down a little bit into more, um, you know, manageable 
pieces and, and maybe help you kind of work through it. Take like, us down the ladder like crazy, a crazy, like, yeah. what is a paid up editions rider? What are you even talking about? Um, so, yes. Yeah, so we have this kind of house analogy that we use to kind of describe this particular policy. So this combo rider is separate from that first policy design we were talking about before, where you can put in the lump sums and then still fund at a smaller amount. Um, this is a separate policy. So um, they suit two different purposes. They, they help you achieve two separate objectives. So they're going to be uh, better used for different things. But mm-hmm. um, just want to let you know that they're they're different. They're not yeah. the same. The first one earlier that I was talking about might be more for college. This one's more for business owners or real estate. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, all right. So this house analogy. So let's imagine that you guys just bought or you just bought a, a 2,000 square foot house for $250,000, okay? Uh, Assuming that you're in a good neighborhood, the house will appreciate in value over the years based on that 2,000 square footage. Um, However, let's say that when you bought your house, you also had a shed in the back. So it was already there, already on the property uh, that was full of raw material. So material like two by fours, nails, cement, cinder blocks, paint, and more. Um, You know, this is all raw material that came with the original house, and you can leave it back there untouched, or, you know, it actually happens to be the exact materials that you would need to um, convert those materials into um, additions on your home. You could build off of your home at no cost to you at any point at any time that you wish. So maybe one year you decide to add um, an extra bedroom. Another year, you add a second story. The next year, you take a break, and then the following year, you finish out the basement. Well, now your house is a whopping 5,000 square feet and worth a whole lot more, right? You know, because you you over-doubled the square footage of this particular home. You added all those additions onto your house. Exactly, exactly. So um, with the combo rider, it works kind of like that, you know, where we are working into your policy that raw material that's going to be stored you know, in this analogy, in your backyard shed, but really it's just going to be stored in your in your policy. And it gives you the opportunity to convert term insurance into paid up additions. So before in our, in our other policies, did, uh, other policy designs, they kind of coexist together along the same track, whereas here we're actually converting one to the other. Mm, yeah. So these paid up additions on your policy are just like, you know, the additions you were adding onto your home. So like small um, additional policies that you add to your original policy at any pace or timing you wish. So again, this is perfect for the real estate investor who receives a big influx of cash when they sell a property or business owner who may have a dry spell and then receives a big windfall, you know, lands a big client. Um, Anytime you miss a year, you know, due to possibly tough times, the amount you could have paid into the combo rider gets carried forward to the next year and the next year after uh, giving you the opportunity to drop those incredibly huge lump sums into the policy at any stage you wish. So it doesn't have to be year one or two. It could be five, yeah. 10, you know, whenever the, the time comes. So all this is done without becoming the modified endowment contract, like we talked about in a couple episodes ago as well, uh, which is awesome. So all of this can done, all of this can be done. I mean, all this amazing flexibility is all done without it becoming a modified endowment contract, which just never would have been possible, yeah. um, you know, even just a couple years ago. So remember, with traditionally designed old-fashioned whole life insurance, you have no flexibility in your premium. Uh, but with our normal bank on yourself designed whole life insurance, most of your money is in this 
flexible paid up additions rider. This combo rider just takes it one step further in terms of flexible funding. And it just works really well for ho- ho- uh, for folks who have that irregular cash flow like we talked about. Yeah, so you know, I'm thinking about it now, Holly, and about a year and a half ago, a 50-year-old client started a whole life policy using this combo rider strategy that you were just describing. Uh, and you know, he's a real estate investor. He had three houses he planned to fix and then flip uh, in the la- in the year, right over the course of the year. He expected those profits uh, coming from the properties. He, and he, he expected somewhere in the vicinity of a windfall of $85,000 that he could put into his policy later in the year, right? So he started the policy with a relatively small monthly amount with his rental income that he was receiving. And now all, all we had to do was wait for those three properties to sell. But as it happened, you know, things happen in real estate. He wasn't able to sell any of the three properties. And uh, he also had to fire his construction company to get the rehab done. So even so, his combo rider was kind of just sitting there, you know, just chilling back in the back, you know, the tool shed in the back with all the raw material, uh, just waiting to be put to use. And he continued to make his monthly payment from uh, the rent money and other properties, uh, which was, you know, building a little wealth and keeping everything humming along inside his policy. Then, Then earlier this spring, he was able to sell those three properties uh, plus, he had another real estate deal that went through, and the combo writer, you know, which was waiting patiently, in fact, now had the ability to put in not just $83,000, but $137,000 uh, was able to be squeezed into his policy. So the longer the, the waiting period, the longer you wait, the bigger the windfall that you can squeeze into that policy. Yep. And so, you know, now you guys are probably asking and thinking, um, as, you know, many diligent listeners would, is, you know, what's the downside? What's the downfall? What's, what's you know, what can go wrong here? Um, I mean, it sounds pretty good, right? What's not to like about this? But what are the risks? Um, well, let's go back to that house analogy, see if this might kind of help help you guys understand kind of the, um, I guess, kind of the trade-off that we have here when we, when we have this amazing flexibility. Um, is that even though the expense would be very low, that backyard shed that's protecting your raw material must be maintained in some way, right? So there's an expense for that upkeep. Um, inside the combo rider, there's something called an annual renewable term insurance, uh, term you know rider in a way, and that term insurance is a fixed finite amount of death benefit that we're renting each year for the privilege of being able to convert it to paid up additions. So back to our analogy of the house, we have a finite amount of raw material in our backyard, and any year we choose, we can convert that to additions on our house. The expense to keep that material dry, ready to convert you know, costs more and more as the years pass and if we're not converting it, right? So we're having to maintain it. So the risk is if we set up a combo rider on a whole life insurance policy and we never get that windfall, we never get that, you know, kind of big lump sum, we never convert that term over to paid up additions. Well, after, you know, 10, 20 years, the expenses begin to get larger and larger over your lifetime, which could start eating into your cash value. So in some ways, um, this might sound maybe a little bit familiar to those that have listened to our episodes on uh, universal life is that, you know, the combo rider kind of has some kind of sounds similar. It has, has that relationship. Increasing cost. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, to index universal life, which also comes with that increasing cost. It has that annual annual renewable term insurance as well. So it's actually the same um, it's the exact same thing. It's this annual renewable term that's causing the problem within each one, both with Universal Life and with our combo rider. Um, the only difference, though, is that with our combo rider, we can get rid of it um, if costs start getting out of control. Whereas with Universal Life, that 
annual renewable term is the is the foundation. It's the bedrock of right. that policy. It never so goes away. You're never yeah. getting rid of that. Whereas with the combo rider, we have again, it's a rider. You know, like we've described that before. You have your kind of your foundational, your base whole life insurance policy, and then we're just tacking riders on top of it, such as paid up additions rider accelerated death benefit riders like we've talked about. Um, this is just another rider and all riders are optional and flexible and we can just... You can hit the eject button on that passenger. We can hit the eject button, exactly. Yeah. So right. we can get rid of it. So we'll be getting rid of our term rider. We'll be getting rid of it um, either, number one, as we convert it to safer and uh, fully paid up additions. So as we convert it, the cost for that term insurance go away as we move it to that permanent paid up additions, um, meaning paid up, meaning no more costs. Um, or number two, we can just remove the combo rider if it's clear that that windfall is never going to come as expected. So, you know, for example, if, um, you know, the story we just shared with the, the real estate individual, if, if his deals would have fallen through and he said, I'm never going to be seeing any money from these, uh, you know, something happened or I'm going to be lucky if I just get my money back, much less make profit to be able to put in, we could have just, you know, uh, taken that combo rider off, eliminated all that extra and unnecessary expense at that point uh, since he was never going to be able to utilize it. Otherwise, it can. it's obviously super helpful to have uh, have there. So um, with Index Universal Life, you know, that annual renewable term never goes away and the cost can balloon out of control. Uh, go back and listen to episode 60 to learn a little bit more about uh, that. That's where we kind of discuss that in detail. All right. So that is situation number four. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that analogy, Holly. Well done. Yeah, it, it really brings it down the ladder a little bit to something I can understand. Yeah, I'm renting that or I'm maintaining that tool shed in the back. And as I want to, and when I'm ready to, I can convert it to, to uh, additions on my house. So that's exactly, uh, well, you know, and, and there is a finite amount. So once it's fully converted, there's no more opportunity to add more to the policy except the base premium. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, if, if, uh, if, if folks want to learn more about which one is better, you know, the first one we talked about or this one, we'll keep listening because we might bring up some other things that might um, persuade you one way or the other on, on which design to use. Yep. So now let's turn our attention to uh, the fifth situation where uh, we might find many of our clients wanting to put in lump sums into their policy. So awesome. Mark, uh, what's situation number five here? As, as mentioned earlier, we've got a holding place for future lump sums with these uh, whole life policies. So imagine maybe you expect to sell a property someday or expect to sell your business someday or have other expected future inheritance someday. You know, this uh, situation is somewhat more rare with our experience, but but there are occasions when individuals or business owners will come to us and have a clear pathway to a windfall, but they're just not sure when uh, it'll happen, but they know it'll be in the not so distant future, right? Uh, so by having a holding tank, a place for your cash to live is super important. So when those dollars do come your way, you can uh, manage them and flow them into your policy quickly and easily. Uh, so you can move your money into a policy and then put it to work for you right away instead of having to hope and pray you can still be approved for the life insurance, health-wise and otherwise, right? So if you think about it, you know, how many of us already know there's going to be an inheritance that we might receive at some point in the future? Maybe we don't know exactly when that's going to come. Maybe it's an aging parent or a family member that passes away. Maybe it's a pay raise with your uh, employer's sizable bonus. Maybe it's when you sell your real estate property in the future. These are all expected, likely windfalls. Uh, so this strategy should not be uh, used uh, with a windfall you might or might not get, right? Uh, so if you're keeping your holding tank and your policy empty for years and years and years, 
uh, again, back to the combo rider uh, concept, you know, you're paying a higher and higher expense to sort of hold your place in line uh, or hold that space for your windfall to eventually come. Better to start a smaller policy without the expectation of that windfall and then start your second policy when your ship finally comes in. So remember, these policies are a little like tanks of gas. You know, you might create the right size gas tank to start yourself out down the road. So like a car, this financial vehicle should not run on empty forever. Now, don't get us wrong, your car can get around town on a gallon of gas, but it's not going to be as efficient as if you fill up your gas tank every year and, and, or every, every time the gas is empty, right? So every year, the policy will be best suited if you can fully fund your gas tanks. And that's kind of the key principle that we're trying to drill in here. So most of the time, we'll look at your current financial situation when you sit down with one of our advisors here in our firm. But in certain circumstances, you know, we can create your gas tank for the future, right? Uh, which sounds pretty cool. So <laughs> for example, I'll just give a quick example here. We had one client who opened up a policy with that combo rider that Holly so well uh, mentioned earlier. And uh, he was minimally funding it at $18,000 per year for the next 10 years. And he has an intention to put, and a goal to put in $500,000 into his policy when he sells all of his real estate portfolio 10 years from now, which is awesome, right? So if we had waited 10 years to start this policy, he'd miss out on 10 years of dividends and he might or might not still be insurable, okay? So by starting his policy today, that gives him the assurance that he'll have a holding tank for his windfalls when those days come down the road. So if you just can wrap your brain around the idea that whole life insurance with a minimum, relatively minimal amount of 18 grand a year, but then holding 500 grand when the day comes 10 years from now, that's just huge, right? And if he sells those real estate properties, let's say three years or 15 years, right? It doesn't matter that that space will still be waiting for him to pour in that cash. By the way, uh, if the homes are worth less than 500,000, maybe there's a market crash it's not like the insurance company is going to penalize him. It's completely up to him, well, really his future self, exactly what he decides he wants to put into that policy. So that's situation number five. Let's jump right into situation number six. How do you, how do you fund a college education, Holly, without sacrificing your own retirement savings? Yes. So uh, for folks who want to send their kids to college, especially um, those who have children in high school, there's really not a lot of years left, right, to save up for their kids' college. So um, with this particular situation, we have to get a little creative, um, which can be fun sometimes <laughs> uh, for us, you know, kind of trying to figure out the best way to go about this. Um, another reason, you know, this kind of another circumstance to overfund a bank on yourself policy um, is for, you know, the intention of paying for a college education. Um, this has many advantages over kind of the conventional approaches to saving for college, which we've discussed before, um, like 529 plans, UGMAs, UTMAs, and, you know, of course, student or parent loans. Um, the episode that we really kind of took the, the deep dive into this um, kind of comparison of the different products and vehicles that are available to you for college um, was episode 27. Uh, it was called A College Degree from Bank on Yourself. So if you guys uh, want to learn a little bit more about all the options, feel free to check that episode out. Otherwise, we're going to be focusing on, you know, how bank on yourself can suit um, this particular need or life circumstance. So um, if you think about it, once you put money away into a 529 or other student-specific account, it's really locking that money away from yourself. If your future self ever decides to do something 
else with that money, right? Um, you know, for example, what if your child is a genius and wants to start a business right out of school or right out of high school? I think, Mark, you had... Oh, I have a, client- a genius daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. a genius. No, okay. <laughs> no, That's true, yeah, but yeah. you also had a client yeah. you talked to. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So, in addition, I also uh, did meet a, a gentleman recently who quit his job. Now he's actually working for his 13-year-old daughter, which is so cool. She's like running one of those successful influencer businesses that are hot right now on YouTube and Instagram selling products. And he's she's actually making more than her dad was at his daytime job. So I don't know, does she need college? Maybe, maybe she'll eventually want to go. That might be a good idea. Uh, could they be using the money that he may have locked up in a 529 plan for her business? No, they're not allowed to use that. It's mm-hmm. totally unavailable to them, which is part of the problem, right? Yeah, exactly. So, but with Bank on Yourself, that is possible, right, Holly? Yeah. So, I mean, the big thing that we focus on with our clients, I mean, it doesn't matter who we're talking to. Um, we care a lot and we value, very, very highly value control and flexibility because we know life changes. And we know that life can throw you curveballs. And we know that, I mean, what we, we plan on, I mean, shoot, what I plan for tomorrow can change, much less when we're talking about five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 30 years down the road. So, um, you know, we just don't like any vehicle that, that is going to corner our clients like this to say, this is the only, you know, only purpose you can use this money for. And by the way, if something does change and you don't, um, by the way, we're going to like take half of it through, you know, taxes, penalties, fees and whatnot. And it's just like, no, that's not that's not in our client's best interest because we want your kid to be the genius yeah. that, <laughs> you know, that is able to, to um, you know, start a successful business at age 13. So that's what we hope. That's what we hope for you. Or, of course, maybe a more common example would be scholarships. You know, what do you I mean, I hope you know, your your children are, whether through sports or academics or other things, you're, they're able to get full rides. And then again, where does that leave you when you have X number of dollars stashed away in these, these college accounts? So well said. it's all about flexibility and, and that's what we value here. Um, so, I mean, to speak to the bank on yourself uh, type strategy and the advantages of using that for college versus some of these other plans is, again, control. You control how the money's used. You can use that money for whatever. Of course, we have clients that come to us and they say, I'm going to be starting this policy for college. You know, so they earmark it and they say, this is my college education policy. Um, But just because they've earmarked it for that and that's their intention doesn't mean the insurance company is going to hold them to that. The insurance company is going to say, no, that's your money to use for whatever you want. They're going to be like, your college what? You know, like we don't care uh, what you thought that was for. Use it for whatever you need it for. So if you need it for college, it's there. If you end up needing it for something else, um, you can do that as well. Um, you know, I know someone, their their daughter was um, trying to get a full ride to college and they said, well, if you can get a full ride, we'll buy you a car. Um, kind of as a trade-off. They're like, otherwise, we're, you know, we're going to help you with school, but we can also, um, you know, get you the car if, if you don't. And um, she was able to get that full ride. Well, so that was awesome. So she got a full ride to school. And so her parents bought her a car instead of, you know, whatever they would have had to have put towards college. And you can't do that with any of these other accounts, whereas you could with your policy, you could make that trade off to your child to properly motivate them uh, to get that full ride. Um, Another advantage is you avoid having the money count against you when you apply for federal student aid. So when you're filling out that FAFSA form, um, when you have the money inside a whole life insurance policy, it does not count as um, assets, you know, to to the parent that's going to be factored into your expected family contribution. Mm -hmm. So um, it's kind of a, a fun little way 
if that's the right word for it, to, to hide money <laughs> from the government um, when it comes to calculating how much your your um, family is expected to have to pay of that of those college costs. Um, another advantage is the growth of your money is, of course, guaranteed. Um, any of these other plans, it's not necessarily going to be guaranteed unless you're throwing it into you know money market accounts or um, anything or savings accounts that are going to have really, really low, I like to call them insultingly low mm-hmm. <laughs> interest rates or growth on them. Um, here, it's going to be guaranteed and uh, you know better growth than you could get in any of those other um, really you know safe or savings vehicles. Um, the final advantage I'll mention here is that your plan can finish funding itself if you pass away. So again, at the end of the day, this is still life insurance. We talk about using it in hundreds of different ways, but at the end of the day, it is still life insurance. So um, how great is that? That if something were to happen to you unexpectedly, you know, your your child is a you know junior in high school, your child is in the middle of college, and something um, tragically happens to you. I mean, how? much better are you going to feel knowing that you what you left behind to them and yeah. that, that was going to be enough for them to still finish school. They weren't going to have to drop out of college. They weren't going to have to not go to college, you know, because they're trying to pay for your funeral right. or something. You know, rather instead they're going to get um, that money that's going to help, you know, kind of help them finish out their education. Yeah, your, your family shouldn't suffer just because you decided to get your wings too early, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, I got to tell this quick story. I know we're running long. So let me get into this little uh, story, but it, it really brings to light some of how this can be done. Uh, in a way that's safe and predictable and helps folks reach their goals. So I worked with a gentleman who was in his late 40s. He had a daughter who was a junior in high school, and he made a decent income. He had good amounts saved in his retirement accounts, which was nice. However, having it all up there meant it also was going to penalize him when colleges began to find out that he had a big, fat, juicy uh, retirement account and a nice income right, to help cover his daughter's college tuition. Colleges literally penalize you if you've saved for retirement, or your kids' college funds by reducing the amount of scholarships that they might receive. So to fix that, we made him try to look as poor as possible, on paper anyway, and we repositioned basically a large portion of his assets into a single premium policy, as we described at the beginning of this episode. So it's where you can put a lump sum, a single premium of any size almost, into a policy, and then choose maybe later or not to add more if you want to. So it's a single premium policy that doesn't have a lid on the bucket. You can add more later if you want to. So this policy did shield some of his money from being counted against him and his daughter on the FAFSA form. And he also won the option to put more money into the policy later if he chose. So he had some other investments he wanted to sell, but he needed to wait and see how they would do and wanted to get them ready to sell over the next few years. So it might be next year or the following year. He wasn't sure. So he wanted that flexibility to go down to virtually no contributions as his daughter went through college and then pick up his savings again after she graduated to help himself and his wife prepare for retirement. So you see how powerfully like flexible upward and downward this thing can be. So as a solution, we built a lump sum policy uh, to squeeze in that lump sum right on day one. Uh, to get it off his books, so to speak, for for college purposes. So we did not use the combo rider in his case, but instead use that single premium strategy with the ability to put in, you know, zero dollars in the future or keep his options open and then sell his investments or put other monies into the policy a couple years from now. It gave him everything he was looking for. It gave him that uh, protected permanent income in his retirement as well. So this this particular financial vehicle, exclusive to Bank on Yourself Advisors, also provides an income that you cannot outlive. Even if you run out of money in the policy's cash value, it 
permanently gives you an income that you cannot outlive, which he was just thrilled when he saw that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's that's what it's all about, right? I mean, it's great to, for you and I to sit here and talk about um, how these things can be used and, and, you know, theoretical examples. But I mean, this is what it's all about, the, the real life people that, mm-hmm. that these solutions have helped and um, how it's been able to help them get through these different life circumstances that we've been talking about. So arguably, most important thing we'll talk about, Mark. So don't worry if it went a little long. Um, but since we did, I'll, I'll just wrap it up real quickly here. But really just kind of the main point um, we want you guys to be thinking through and walk away with is that there's power, you know, in having your money growing in a protected environment, having it growing tax deferred, and then also possibly accessible tax free, depending on uh, which plan is going to be best for you in your situation. Um, also, do keep in mind, please, um, everyone, just because we've uh, meet we or we've met sorry um, enough people where this hasn't been the case but please just make sure that um, you, you know, whatever advisor you're speaking with that you are working with the right advisor to design your policy that they understand these options these different strategies otherwise you could needlessly um, lose significant growth and tax advantages in your policy. So just be, please keeping uh, that in mind as you're exploring um, these strategies and, and what they could mean for you in your particular situation. So thank you all for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.